Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. I'm joined today uh, by a very, very special je- uh, guest, guest, guest uh, called uh, called Jen Grimstone Jones, uh, who is very, very passionate about cheese uh, and is the uh, owner, uh, along with her partner Ali, of the uh, the Pangborn uh, Cheese shop so people with purpose you can have a passion and a purpose for anything in life and 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 cheese is where jen has ended up so jen how did you end up there yeah it's a bit of a convoluted story um we had a cheese wedding cake uh when we got married so ali and i um i don't eat normal cake and so we decided to go for a cheese wedding cake cheese has always been a bit of a feature in our lives we both enjoy eating it um before we met, we kind of grew up having cheese as people do at home and things like that. Um, and then I proposed when we were in America after a, a fantastic American cheese board. People always ask me what American cheese has done for kind of British cheese and things like that. And I say, well, it, it got me and Ali kind of married anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had this stunning cheese board in the middle of Washington. Uh, we were out there for someone else's wedding and I got down on one knee in the middle of the restaurant and proposed because it was just um, that we had a, an amazing evening and the cheese board was just like the kind of the pinnacle of the entire event. Uh, but then, yes, yeah, so we decided to buy a cheese wedding cake and Pangborn Cheese Shop was the nearest place to where we live in Newbury to come and buy a wedding cake from. Um, and then about a year later, they said, that we, we know anyone that wanted to buy a cheese shop. And it took me about 20 seconds after shutting the shop door when we left after buying our bits and pieces to say, uh, yes, actually, let's buy a cheese shop. So on a complete and utter whim, we knew nothing about selling cheese, nothing about the history or the background of cheeses, nothing really about retail. Um, but we decided to, to buy a cheese shop. Why? Why? And what were you doing before? So I was a sports therapist. So I worked um, in a clinic in Thatcham um, doing all sorts of different sports injuries, sports rehab, things like that. And Ali was a netball coach. But uh, the day we took over the shop, I stopped work altogether and just focused entirely on cheese, whereas Ali kept on coaching for a while because we didn't really know what was going to happen in the cheese world. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Um, so were you, and were you doing those, those two things in a kind of a – an ind- as an independent business owner type way, or were you working for uh, you know National Health Service or 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 or, or, or no, public, so, public um, bodies? No, so my sports therapy. Um, I left London uh, a few years beforehand, where I used to work in a, for a chiropractor in London, um, and then I set up when I moved over to West Berkshire. I set up my own clinic, so I had a multi kind of purpose clinic over here, which had an osteopath in it, a chiropodist, uh, that kind of bits and pieces. Um, and just was doing sports therapy for private clients, really. Okay, okay. So there was so there was a bit of an entrepreneurial thrust then to your uh, to your to your your life and career before uh, cheese became the focus of that. Yes, I mean I've had quite a varied career in that I used to throw the javelin for England before I did any of the other bits and pieces. So I kind of started off my life as an athlete, um, managed to smash up my own ankles playing netball, so ended up. Uh, getting much more into the kind of rehab side and decided that sports therapy and helping other people was the way forward. So I was kind of doing that. Um, and when I left London, I stuck a pin in the map. I drew a circle around London of where I kind of thought I could end up. 
Um, I ended up in this tiny little village just outside Basingstoke, between Basingstoke and Newbury. Um, I bought the first house that I saw on the internet when I kind of Googled this village, having never been to the area, never seen it before. Uh, I left London. Everyone I knew said I'd be back within six months. Um, but now I'm what? That was in 2006. So however many years we are later on, still loving it over this way and would never go back to a big city again. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's a couple of quite then, almost some would say impulsive decisions then that you, you, you life-changing decisions that you've made. Is that is that part of your character or or, or, or do you just like to, to take a risk to see what happens? Uh, I'm the kind of person that once I've made up my mind to do something that that's it, I just go for it. Um, I don't kind of, I don't tend to worry about things. I don't tend to have panics as to what might happen in the future and things like that. I kind of figure that any decision I've made up to this point in my life has been the right one because it's got me to where I am now and doing this job working with cheese is the most amazing thing in the world and so there is not a single second of my life I would change just in case it didn't get me to right here right now talking to you because uh, I kind of figure you you do what you do in life you make a decision you go with it and you live with it so uh, yeah I kind of um I, I just go for things uh, and that's the way I am. I'm very much living the moment and um, and hopefully that kind of shines through in everything that I do. Yeah, yeah, wow. There's probably a, quite a number of procrastinators uh, around the world listening to this that are feeling feeling quite envious of you. Is it, so, 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 so where, where does that, where does that, um, where, where does that, I suppose, laser-like focus come from? Do you know? Um, so my dad is very similar. Um, he's very driven, very focused. Uh, he's got to the very, very top of what he does in several different kind of industries. Uh, and although I'm kind of, I've got kind of, I guess I like to think I've got the good bits of both my parents, um, but definitely I'm much more of my dad than I am my mum. Yeah. And I am just as driven as he is, but kind of in a different way. He's kind of driven from a financial perspective. Uh, for me, I'm just driven on a, I don't know, kind of life perspective, I guess. So I'm just very happy just to, to go up and do it and just see what happens cool cool and so um what about cheese then so uh, it's in a way cheese is an amazing thing i totally agree with you i had a cheese board um only only less less than less than 48 hours ago i had my last cheese board so i'm a kind of a recent a, a recent imbiber of the product uh, but um but in a way, it's quite interesting because cheese is not necessarily perceived to be uh, the healthiest of foods. And yet here you are coming from a kind of an athlete or athletic background, right slap bang into the middle of this this world of cheese. So uh, so what, what would you say to the, the, the health health freaks out there about, about, about cheese not being good for you? Um, I mean, I eat a, quite a lot of cheese. We have to taste cheese all the time in this job so that you know what it's like because each batch we get in tastes different so I, I do eat a lot of cheese um i mean personally i have a, a bmi that's like about 20 or something like that i think so i'm i keep myself really fit uh, i think cheese is like anything in life if you buy really good quality stuff it's got such a good flavor you don't actually need to eat masses of it um and so uh, having anything every now and then as a treat in the same way people have a, a glass of wine or something like that and it's completely fine you know, medically now, they kind of almost suggest that having a glass of wine every now and then is, is good for you. Um, but obviously, if you drank three bottles a night, it wouldn't be so good for you. It's the same with cheese. If you have a cheese board every now and then, a couple of hundred grams, you know, once every couple of weeks, uh, like anything in life. I'm vegetarian, so I get all of my protein from cheese. 
it's a, an amazing source of nutrients, of calcium, um, vitamins. It's full of all the really good stuff. But at the end of the day, cheese is just milk, a bit of rennet, some cultures and salt. And that's kind of all that goes into it. Um, and so you're kind of eating the very thing that is the first thing as a child. We all eat. We all drink milk. Um, every animal on the planet starts off in life having milk. Uh, and so in a way, you know, we're just doing what we've naturally always done since birth. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. So, um, <laughs> so especially, especially for those that want, want to eat cheese. But it's, it's, you are right. I mean, if you can, if you can, if you can find balance in anything, it seems to be that that's that's a good a good way to a good way to go. Uh, what, what sort of exercise do you do? Uh, so I run. So I run every day. I, I get up at five o'clock every morning, every day of the year. Christmas Day, I'm up at five o'clock. Uh, and I tend to go for a, a 10k run at least before work every day. Right. Uh, again, I just kind of I, I leap out of bed at five o'clock in the morning, and I can't wait for the day to start. I, every day for me is a total joy, and uh, I just I love what I do so much that I never lie in bed thinking, "Oh gosh, you know, I wish I could have another 10 minutes or I snooze the alarm." Yeah. Uh, in fact, most days I don't have an alarm. We don't have curtains in our room. We I just wake up and yeah. uh, and I'm ready to go, and it's just it sets you off for the day that way it's, it's, it's just how i am yeah yeah cool and so what is um as it leads me on really because i was going to ask what 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 is what's a day in the life of a of a of a, of a, of a cheese uh, cheese guru uh, what, what, what's that like so you so it starts with a 10k run and what what happens next yeah i mean i'm not your average cheese guru you have to remember that so i'm <laughs> i think i'm probably um fairly unusual in the cheese world but yes I get out of bed I do you know an hour's run if not a little bit quicker than that so it tends to be a bit quicker um, I also do a, an insanity program which is a, an exercise program um, so I do that after it and then do a bit of a cool down have breakfast which I tend to have the same thing every day I'm a shredded wheat kind of person so I have shredded wheat for breakfast uh, and then it's into the shop um, so I'm normally here for kind of half eight quarter to nine uh, do the full day in the shop we, we shut at four but we then do deliveries and things in the evenings because we deliver locally so generally i'm home again i guess by six six thirty dinner around seven ish maybe then just we both chill out maybe watch some tv but we don't always tonight monday night we do a quiz so we go out to a local quiz and do our, our pub quiz on a monday night um and then yeah bed normally i guess about 11 ready to get up again and off we go again at five tomorrow morning Okay, and so, and and you get up every every day with that kind of spring in your step. I guess you, if you're working in retail, you must be working uh, more than five days a week. Uh, so, uh, so is that that is that you, you must you must love it. I guess some some people would probably get a little bit tied down by the repetition and by the monotony or whatever. But but that's not happening to you. What, what what's what's the difference? Um, I think in our job there is no monotony because you do you never know what's going to come through the door. You never know who's going to come in, what they're going to want. Um, you know, on a Saturday, this Saturday just been, we had two couples came in just kind of randomly who wanted to to taste cheese for their wedding cakes. So I get to spend kind of half an hour with each of them talking through their special day for them both. Um, you know, we also get then the uh, an old lady who lives up the road who comes in and buys a packet of fudge once a week. Um, we're kind of a bit of a community hub. People come in here just for a bit of a chat. Uh, so literally no two days are the same. Um, we run cheese and wine evenings, which is how I think you and I first kind of met each other. Yeah. Um, so we do that a couple of times a month. So that's a, a long day then because we don't leave here till 10 o'clock in the evening. Uh, but 
again, we get to share our love of cheese and, and kind of add in the wine element as well and just just spend time with people. I love I, I can talk about cheese all day long. I do talk about cheese all day long here at work um, and I'm more than happy to, to keep talking about cheese into the evening. <laughs> uh, on a Sunday, often we might go off and, and do something, but invariably, if we're anywhere near a cheese shop, we'll always pop in and say hello to whoever's in a cheese shop if they're open on a Sunday. Um, if not, there's a load of paperwork to do, which is um, takes up a bit of time as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, often the, often the way with running running your own business. And how and how does it go with you and with and with Ali uh, being being married, but being business partners as well? How how does that work? Um, so I guess I do a little bit more in the shop. Um, she tends to do a couple of less days a week, but also does a lot of our. Um, kind of non-cheese ordering so Ali's very responsible for all of the wine the crackers everything that isn't cheese basically that's in the shop um, Ali had sourced so local pottery and things like that we've got a little um, loose larder shop in Pangbourne as well so it's a kind of a, re- a zero waste retail store uh, and we're just in the middle of enlarging it making it bigger uh, we're just moving its space just uh, into a different room so it has a lot more room to be able to put stuff out so Ali's been really busy sorting all that out getting more products for them to sell in there um, and so we don't kind of cross over too much at work people kind of think oh you're at, you're at work together all day you know, what do you then talk about but actually generally I'm behind the cheese counter dealing with cheese and prepping orders for people talking to customers um, and Ali's doing all the really important bits like making sure we've got enough of everything else which um, it's a really good balance and we work really, really well together. So um, obviously I don't want to probe too deep into your relationship because, uh, you know, well, obviously unless you want to tell me about that, but but more from the point of view of your, of your um, cause I'm, I'm, I'm interested and, and, and uh, you know, happy to talk about anything, but, uh, but, but from the point of view of, of, of complementary skill sets, is there anything in there that if you, if you were giving advice to somebody who was going to go into business with their partner, what sort of things would you look out for from that point of view? So whereas I would always assume that everything is going to work out completely fine and whatever we do in life, we will just succeed and it'll be wonderful. Ali is a lot more grounded. Um, so she is definitely the range that pulls me back a lot of the time. And she will often question something that I'm just so convinced about will we'll work and it'll all be fine. She gets quite annoyed because generally it does all work out and I do get proven right at the end of the day um, <laughs> because I, again, most things I think if you work hard enough at them, you can, you get it right most of the time. But, but yes, I'm definitely the, let's just go for it impetuous kind of person. And she's the very steady rock in our lives. Okay, cool, cool. And um, is one of you more passionate about cheese than the other? Probably not, but I probably I probably study more and, and know more. I get a lot more involved, so um, probably I am slightly in that. Yeah, I I just we go on holiday. Ali will take some novels with her and read trashy books and things like that. Well, I will always take a book about cheese. Nice. Um, I'm I'm studying to become a, a master of cheese with the Cheese Academy. Uh, I also help them write some of their stuff and various bits and pieces. So. I guess I'm a lot more involved in the cheese world. I do a lot of cheese judging, so I get to judge loads of cheese um, international competitions, uh, whereas Ali does a bit more of the Great Taste Award judging, which is kind of any product, any food thing, not just cheese. So um, I'm definitely more specialist than she is, but we, we both we both get on and work together really well at it. Okay, okay. So it sounds like you're more into the technical detail. Is that fair to say? Um. 
Yeah, I guess so. And I, I'm just very much into the um, the customer side of it all as well, and bits like that. Whereas, but I, you know, it's tricky. We're we're both kind of very much into it, but but yeah, probably if one of us was going to have to go and work somewhere else to do something else, it would be Ali that would go and do something else. Whereas I'd be here because for me, this is the best job in the world. And someone asked me the other day if I was having a good day, and I just said to them that every day of my life is a great day because I get to come and work in a cheese shop every day and. And that is immense. Fantastic. That's just amazing. And, and also, it's, it's interesting as well from the point of view of, like I say, that 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 balance between uh, different orientations, different strengths and stuff when you're working as, as, a, as a team. Uh, because um, from my point of view, I suppose maybe it's a slightly leading question. I know I'm not that good on detail. So if I'm working in a, in a, in a business partnership or pretty well on anything, um, I'm going to have to dial up my interest in the detail. Otherwise, potentially, I'm going to make decisions that are based more on the kind of the emotional, uh, the the idea behind it, as opposed to the maybe the facts that sit beneath it. So things always work better for me if I've got a really detailed person alongside me. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So it sounds like um, well, your situation is a little bit like that, but actually a bit a bit different. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm pretty detail driven in that I could tell you the kind of price of pretty much any of our wholesalers what they sell any of our cheeses at because i will shop around and make sure we get the very best deal for our customers um and so uh, i am very fortunate that i can kind of remember stuff in quite great detail uh so so from that point of view it helps a lot um and i think if you run your own business you have to be fairly detailed focused because if it doesn't work then you do need to do something to change it we, we've just been very lucky we were lucky a to find each other then lucky to find a shop like this that we could just walk into that was kind of it was struggling a bit when we took it over but um you know we've been really lucky we've won awards and things like that um but we've worked really really hard and and i think if you work hard you make your own luck and you make your own kind of way in life and we just have i mean i well i do anyway i have absolute confidence that we are really good at what we do and so uh, you know it will all be okay in the end yeah yeah so uh, going back then to the to the to the beginning when you uh when you uh, made your impu- impulse purchase of a cheese shop uh, so um so so what what kind of challenges did you have come up against in those early days and and how did you navigate your way through those so i guess the hardest thing was we came in here and um the shop manager at the time stayed on for a while, but uh, we were here for, I think, about 24 hours. And she said to us that she had a week's leave booked the following week. So she was kind of off. And so she just left the two of us here. Um, and we didn't really quite know what we were doing, but we <laughs> we muddled on through it. I mean, I literally, I have hundreds of books on cheese. And before we got the keys, uh, I spent the kind of last couple of months when I, when I knew it was actually going to happen, because I was convinced that, you know, we didn't tell anyone that we were buying the shop because we just didn't want anyone else to kind of wor- a worry, but also just I don't know, kind of put the pressure on. So we just did it all ourselves. Um, but I just read everything I could about cheese because the worst thing in here is we might know everything there is to know about the cheeses we sell, and we have 140 of them. But I can tell you the maker of them all and where they're from and what kind of cheese they are. Uh, but if someone comes in and wants the cheese we don't have, it's knowing what we do have that would be similar to that cheese. Uh, and that's the tricky bit. But part of my cheese master course is that we have to know a thousand cheeses backwards and everything there is to know about them, which is 
there's some mega obscure ones on the list which are kind of from you know there's some Japanese cheeses and Russian cheeses and things like that which I'll probably never see or taste but I, I know now what they are by name and I can kind of describe them to people so I know what we might have that could be similar um, so it, it's that kind of side of it that's the tricky bit it's it's knowing everything else that people might ask for and what we could sell them instead. Wow. So, so um, I've got to come back to the thousand cheeses bit in a minute, but, but it's, uh, <laughs> so, but, but the, um, you know, to, so to come into, to a new bit, any new business um, within a week have to be sort of basically hold, <laughs> holding the reins on entirely on your own would be a stretch for, for stretch for anybody. But it sounds like your biggest concern was, was, was being able to do a good job for your customers. Yes. Yeah, for me, it's all about the customer. At the end of the day, the people that – we get people that come in and say, oh, I'm really sorry, but I only want, you know, one small piece of cheese today, like £2.50 £2. worth or £3 worth. Um, but it's those people that come in week after week after week and spend 3 to £5 that are the people that will keep a shop like ours going. I mean, at the end of the day, we are a specialist cheese shop, but we're a, we're a little village shop. I mean, Pangborn's not the biggest place in the world. Um, but we we draw in customers from all over England. I mean, we've had people in today that have have come in from Yorkshire. We have a guy who comes from Portsmouth on the train because he comes up and um, he goes to to a shop in Reading, and then he comes to Pangbourne to come here, and then he goes back home again. And so we kind of um, it's keeping everybody happy because at the end of the day, if a customer goes away happy, they don't often tell other people. But if they go away upset, you can guarantee that they will tell the world how bad you are. Um, so it's about trying to make every single person that comes in feel like they've just bought their wedding cake from you and they've spent millions with you and they're your best friend. I try and learn my names of my customers so that I can say, you know, hi, Jane, hi, Joan, hi, David, just so that people know so that uh, at the end of the day, they become your friends in a way. Um, and it's a, it's a really lovely community to be in. And, and at the end, of the, without customers, we wouldn't exist. So you have to make sure that every single person that comes in here thinks that they have got your undivided attention and uh, and they are the most important person in your world. Yeah, yeah. Especially, uh, yeah, in current, in current climes when, uh, when, when people are kind of, I suppose, getting a lot of their, their service from businesses in a sort of a digital way and uh, it's all quite transactional, that, that kind of human connection and human contact uh, can, be, can be really, really, uh, well, needed by people, you know, who, who might be lonely or might be finding life challenging at the moment. And uh, I suppose if you're a cheese shop, but also a, part, a hub in the community, I guess that perhaps adds a bit more responsibility onto you to, uh, to, to, to be there for people. Yeah, I mean, we were open every single day during COVID. We didn't take any days that we were closed for. Obviously, Ali and I could carry on working together because we live together. Um, us, we have a couple of part-time members of staff who both live with vulnerable people, so they were on furlough. Um, but we we were both there. People were coming in, and we were only letting one person in the shop at a time. So we had a queue outside, but people were happy to queue. Um, and in a way, we had loads of people that came on in that just hadn't spoken to anybody else for ages but just wanted to come in just to say hello um, we had people ringing us up just saying that they didn't know what to do they couldn't get supermarket deliveries we were going out to the supermarket to the co-op here in Pangbourne to other shops in Pangbourne and and delivering to people so that they could get just basic bits and pieces um, but we're small enough that we could do that and 
by complete coincidence, we'd rewritten our website and launched a new website about three weeks before lockdown hit. Um, so we went from doing one or two internet orders a month to doing kind of a hundred in a week. Um, and, and that kind of took us through, but it was like Christmas. Christmas in, for us is manic. We do 20 hour days for two weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, and COVID for us was a bit like Christmas every single day, but you didn't know when Christmas day was going to hit. You didn't know when it was going to end. Yeah. Um, but people were telling us how lovely their gardens were and they'd spent so much time with their kids and how nice it had been. Whereas we didn't see our house or our children or our dogs <laughs> for weeks on end because we were just so focused on trying to look out for everybody else and make sure that we could do what we could for other people um and we're both that kind of person i guess we both want to to make sure that other people are okay and we spend a lot of our time looking after others which i think you need people in the world that that will put themselves out for other people mm, yeah i totally agree i mean and yeah and that, that actually really came across actually so when i um when i did come to to your to your your cheese, your cheese shop, and and you know for that tasting session, uh, what what really came across was um, not just the passion, the enthusiasm for 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 cheese, which is evident for for, for anybody to see, uh, but but both both you and Ali and the way that you looked after everybody, and I was running late uh, uh, with with traffic and whatever, and you were very really really accommodating and and patient and kind and and all of that, and so so thank you for that. I think I think it's I think it's. But when you're running a business and um, there are all of those those pressures, um, then actually the fact that you take that extra time and go that extra mile for for people, I think, is is to be commended. So um, so yeah, so thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. And I do think sometimes run, being in retail is a bit like being an actor. You you have to put on the the smiley face and stuff like that. And it's for, for a lot of people, it's a bit of a pretense really that you're there, kind of ready for everybody else. But actually, for us this is how we are all the time. And, um, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, I'm always happy to see anybody. If, if someone comes in at a minute to four um, when we're about to close and they want the smelliest, stinkiest cheese, I need to open up a brand new one and get into it. It makes no difference to me as if it's the very first customer of the day. Uh, and I just, it, people I think should leave our shop happy. And I really hope that they do. Um, and I hope that we just add a little bit of sunshine into people's world. Fantastic. That's brilliant. So look, so back to this 1000 cheeses, I, I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even think there was a thousand cheeses. So, uh, so, so how many cheeses are there and, and how do you, how do you learn uh, all the details about that many cheeses? I mean, there are millions of cheeses. We make about 700, I think, named cheeses just here in the UK. Um, really? Wow. And that's kind of ones that everyone knows about. If you go to kind of France, Greece, the European countries, you go into any village, there'll be somebody who's making cheese kind of in their back garden almost. We get so many customers that come in and say, I've just come back from a, a little Greek island and I was up this mountain and there was this lady with five goats and she makes cheeses and I really love them. And do you think you might be able to get hold of them? <laughs> and it's like, I'm really sorry, but you know, there's just no way that we've been able to get that cheese for you, but let's try and find something else that could be similar. Yeah. Um, and so there are, there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of cheeses out there. The Cheese Academy, they have, um, they're doing this Master of, of Cheese, which is equivalent to a Master of Wine. Um, so you kind of start off with your level one, you learn 25 cheeses uh, and you go through and um, they've just released their level three because we're kind of doing it as we go at the moment. So uh, I've, um, I'm three quarters of the way through my level three, which will make me a fellow of, of cheese. Uh, and and yes, there's a, there's a lot to learn, but 
they've done a lot of the research and they send out notes on all the cheeses they want you to learn about. Um, but they would like it that you can try and taste as much of it as you can. So um, I have been kind of, uh, I'm very lucky in that I judge at the International Cheese Awards and at the World Cheese Awards. So I get to kind of meet and see other cheeses around the world anyway. I mean, at the World Cheese Awards, we judge over 4,000 cheeses. So, and that's just people that have entered the World Cheese Awards. So there's, there's a lot of cheeses out there. Wow, wow. And so what, what, is, what are the kind of things that you need to know about, about cheeses then to be, to be a master? So there's various classifications of cheese. So the, the Cheese Academy have um, soft cheeses, hard ones, crumbly. You have a hard cooked cheese, which is different to a hard cheese. Um, and then you have ones that have obviously been flavoured with something as well. Uh, and so you have to know what the cheese is, what the classification of it is, uh, what kind of milk is used, if it's a particular type of animal. So some cheeses like a Breedamo, um has a PDO, so it's a protected cheese. So it has to be made within 30 miles of a certain area. It has to be made with raw, unpasteurized milk. Um, it has to be a certain size, it has a certain diameter. Um, uh, and they have to use Montbelliard cows. And so you have to know all that kind of detail about everything. Wow. Okay. Okay, cool. So um, I've got, I've got a few questions about cheese then just, just to ask you. So, um, so um, almost maybe as a bit of a quick fire, fire round. Uh, now these are probably re really basic questions for you to answer. So, uh, so, but just because people need to know you these things. Well, no, I yeah. won't, I won't, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't. You're, you're going to nail this, I'm sure. So, so which cheeses have the lowest levels of fat? Uh, so generally the softer cheeses, because they've got more water in them. So they've got more liquid. So um, harder cheeses have obviously got more of the, the hard curd, whereas softer ones have got less curd in them. Okay, cool. That's great. Um, and, and why doesn't um, reduced fat cheese uh, melt very well? Um, because you do need a certain amount of kind of fat in something to make it melt anyway. It's a bit like sausages. If you want the sausage to get really nice and brown and sizzly, um, you naturally have a little bit of oil in it or a little bit of fat in it. Uh, the same way that a steak, um, a sirloin steak, will always be almost more moist than a fillet steak because it's got a little bit more fat in it and cheese is the same so yeah reduced fat cheese has just had too much of the cream taken out of it so it will never kind of go nice and creamy because it doesn't have that cream level in it okay okay not oh, very good very good now is a is you know those little slices that you get that you put on top of cheese in in burgers is yep. that is that actually cheese I think it probably started off life as cheese, but in order to make it not stick to each other, they have to add all sorts of things to it. It's a bit like if you buy pre-grated cheese in a supermarket, it won't just have cheese in the bag. Right. It has other bits that they've put on in to stop it from clumping together. Um, so yeah, so those slices, because they've been sat in plastic for however long and they've been vacuum packed, um, pretty much any moisture that was in that cheese has been sucked out of it. And, it's, uh, and yeah, for me, it's not really cheese, but... For a lot of people, that's what they grew up in. I, I grew up on supermarket cheese because that's what most of us know. Mm, mm. It's really weird, though, isn't it? Sometimes, I mean, you, you, even if you think you've got kind of taste which takes you to a kind of probably the, the higher end of anything, sometimes a basic kind of version of it you know people talk about having a dirty burger don't they at times when instead of having a gourmet burger and and, and all of that kind of thing, so uh, so yeah, so um, I guess there must be something in it that kind of means that. We, we get a craving for it at some point in our lives. Yes, uh, and cheese does have um, naturally occurring 
different chemicals in it in a way that they it stimulates the happiness bit of your brain. So if you eat a bit of cheese, it will make you happy. It has tryptophan in it and things like that. Um, and so your brain automatically wants more of the thing that's made you happy. Um, and so if you start with it, that's often why you, you keep on nibbling in a way. So it's always better if you're going to have cheese just to take out the portion size that you want to eat. And so that that's all you've got on your plate. Um, and that's all that's warmed up out of your fridge rather than taking out this massive great big hunk of cheddar that you kind of almost have no control over how much of it you might have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That, and that, that sounds like that could be me at times, definitely. <laughs> and so and does cheese give you nightmares? Not as far as I'm aware. I mean, I've had a lot of it. I think often people will have cheese at the very end of the day to have it quite late. And, and I think probably anything if your digestion isn't too good to eat kind of really late in the evening. Um, especially if you then mix it in with a glass of heavy red wine or a glass of port. I think it's much more likely that it's the port or wine that's giving you a bit of a of nightmare issues than the cheese. Um, I have days when I'm judging and when I eat a lot of cheese and that I never, ever, ever have nightmares about anything. Mm. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Good, good, good. Right, well, in that case, I'll have to remove that off, off the excuses list there. <laughs> so, <laughs> good, and let me try it out a bit more. So, so yeah, so uh, there was a bit of a worry when I was at the, at the table the other night. Like I said, I had a, had a cheese board, and, and one person declined it because he thought it might keep him awake. I mean, does, does cheese keep people awake? No, but only in that it does have a certain element of, you know, carbohydrates and fat in it and protein, so therefore your body is working to digest it. So if you're having it late at night, um, your body will naturally be needing to work to digest it as you're trying to go to sleep. Hmm. Um, so you're almost much better off having it a couple of hours before you want to go to bed. But, hmm. it, it, you know, there's no reason why it would keep you awake. It's got no caffeine or anything like that. And it. it's not like having a double espresso at the end of a meal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, which I would always avoid. Good, good. Okay. Yeah. And, and then and then is it is there a universal um, thing about whether it's best to serve cheese either chilled or at room temperature? Uh, always at room temperature because then you get a really good lot of flavour from it. Cheese will always taste better when it's slightly warmer. Um, so, yeah, it's always better to take it out of the fridge a good hour before you want to eat it. And we always say to people, do try, if you take it out of the fridge, and as you say, if you've got a 100-gram bit of cheddar but you only want 50 grams of it, cut it in half, put half of it back in the fridge straight away because you don't want your cheese to be warming up and then cool it down again if you put it back in the fridge. So put it back in the fridge, the bits you don't want to eat, take out the bits that you do, uh, and if you're going to have it at the end of a meal, it's often good to get it out. If you sit down for dinner, get your cheese out then um, and let it just sit on the side. You can put a little tea towel over it if you want, if it's a warmer day. Um, but just get it out of the fridge nice and early. When we do our cheese and wine evenings, uh, the cheese has been out for a couple of hours. So it's really nice to be room temperatured um, and it will always taste better. And you get more flavour then. So you'd actually, you don't need to eat as much of it. Yeah, fantastic. And, and it was very, very tasty at the tasting. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so... Um, Okay, good, good. Now, what's your favourite cheese? So I'm a huge goat's cheese fan, uh, and our local goat's cheese, which is the Finnerdon Hill, is probably my favourite cheese on the planet. Uh, I was lucky enough, I was judging at the Artisan Cheese Awards last week, and um, I'm kind of known for my goat speciality almost, so I was given the goat class to judge. Uh, and there were three of us judging, or four of us judging, so a couple of other people um, and our two local goat cheeses that are made by the same people that were in the top three of these of cheeses that we were judging. And so I and I knew what they I knew what all three of them were, but I I kind of stepped back a little bit from the from the real final decision because I kind of didn't want my own um, influences to kind of influence what other people were thinking. Um, 
but actually I was really pleased when the, all the other three thought that the Synodon Hill was by far the superior cheese out of the three of them, so that when it then came to my turn to give comments, I was more than happy to say that, yes, for me, it was the best of them all as well. Um, and so, yeah, they found out yesterday that they'd won the best um, goat's cheese uh, and uh, sent me a message and we're just thrilled. So it was that's really lovely, but it's, it's a fantastic cheese. And if I was going to have one thing on my deathbed, it would be a Synodon Hill. Okay, cool, cool. And um, on a cracker? Uh, well, I don't eat crackers, so I tend to not have it with crackers. And I don't have cheese with chutney or anything like that. I only just, I just have the cheese as it is. Um, but mostly that's because I spend my time tasting cheese. So you don't want to influence the flavour in it at all. You want to taste the cheese as it comes. Most people will always put cheese on a cracker. If I was going to do Synodon Hill on a cracker, it would probably be we do some rosemary crackers. And rosemary and goat's cheese is a really nice mix. So um, I'd probably put it on a, on a rosemary cracker. Um, and then if if it wasn't me eating it, but I was recommending it to somebody else, I would say that drizzle it with a little bit of honey as well. And that's just the most amazing thing to eat. Fantastic. Fantastic. Because you're right, cause, and you mentioned the, the, the Greeks earlier on, and, and, and the Greeks don't do not do anything with crackers, do they? Basically, the cheese cheese comes either on its own or with with a, with a with olive oil or, or with honey or on a salad. Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the Greek, the Greek cheeses, I, I really love, uh, my, my, my wife's a, a part Greek and so we go there quite a lot. Um, what's, what's your favorite Greek cheese? Um, so I do like feta, um, but I find it quite salty. So, and the Greeks will always have feta by, they'll soak it in water overnight to try and they, they don't just get it straight out of the packet and, um, where it can be quite salty because it sits in a brine solution. So they tend to wash it first. Um, but no, I do like feta a lot. Um, I kind of don't mind halloumi, but uh, I kind of think feta for me is that kind of nice freshness. Um, and there's another Greek cheese called manuri, and that's also kind of soft and creamy, and that's very, very good as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's there's so many cheeses out there, it's it's always difficult to find ones that you're going to really love. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just got to keep trying them, haven't you? Which, uh, which, <laughs> which you seem to do. I mean, yeah. I'm quite intrigued. How did you get into the, um, the 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 cheese award judging circuit? That must be uh, something you have to work your way up towards, given all the all the cheese shops that there are and cheese mongers that there are in the UK. Yes, I mean we've been fortunate that we we won a few awards here. So we've won um, a World Cheese Award for our cheese counter, and we've won um, like the Farm Shop and Deli Awards. We've actually won just a couple of weeks ago the um, UK Enterprise Awards for the best um, cheese shop in the southeast. So I, I guess you get a bit of a reputation. Um, and then because I think I'm, I'm doing all my accreditations and, and I write for a couple of magazines and things like that, you just get well known by people and, uh, and, and I get invited along, which um, is it's always really, really lovely. Excellent. Cool. So, um, well, that's great. So, so what next then? What what are your what what are your plans then for for, for cheese, etc.? Um, just to carry on doing what we're doing, I think. Um, uh, what we do is, it, I just love what we do. People are often ask if we want to expand or buy another shop somewhere, but um, it would be very hard for us not just to replicate what we have here somewhere else, but also I think to replicate Ali and myself somewhere else as well. Because um, without kind of getting a really big head I think the two of us are what kind of drives this shop into being what it is um, and without us being in one place or the other all the time it would be quite difficult to do that um, and, and we love Pangbourne it's a really nice place so for us it's just about trying to improve I guess what we do be better at what we do uh, and to, to serve and keep more 
customers happy because at the end of the day that is our life force um but yeah i don't have any plans to conquer the world at the moment but um i would like to get my master of cheese i'd like to be one of the first few people in the world to get that kind of accreditation hmm. um which I, i'd like to think i will do uh and then just to, to carry on doing what we do cool cool and so um this podcast is called people with purpose um yeah do, do you have a do you have a purpose for your life are you able to articulate what the purpose of your life is I think it's to bring other people pleasure would be my purpose in life, whether it's just through conversation or whether it's through cheese or whether it's through anything really. Um, even I think some of my uh, kind of exercise stuff that I do inspires quite a lot of people. And so um, a few years ago, before I met Ali, before we had the cheese shop, I lost five stone in five months and just turned my life around. I was in a really bad place. And, and I think that's kind of, um, you know, that's what's, driven me and trying to make make things better I guess all the time is that I don't think anyone should be in a low place where they don't have anybody else they can share that with um uh, and so just having someone and some place you can go to and it's it's a nice place to be is really really special mm-hmm. and so bringing people pleasure pleasure is and and is that is that something that perhaps contributes to you being able to leap out of bed every morning and, and, and embrace the day? I think so, yes. I think just, yeah, just the fact that I know that there's so many people that will come into our shop tomorrow that will have a really good day because they've come into our shop. And for me, that's, that is so much reward and it's perfect. And I don't need anything else in life other than to see that kind of, that smile on somebody's face or that just that look of, of, of pleasure as they try a cheese for the first time uh, and fall in love with something it's it's an amazing thing and it's so lovely to be involved with yeah yeah and also i suppose if if you're you're creating an environment where other people can find that pleasure for their own lives and you take pleasure from that as well then there's a kind of a symbiotic relationship which keeps the fuel going and and what's what's yeah. not to like about that i guess yes definitely yeah brilliant well, look, um, Jen, it's been brilliant talking to you. I've, I've had a fantastic uh, time and it's great to find out about cheese. I mean, are there any cheese facts that we all need to be aware of before before we conclude this conversation? Um, cheese facts. I mean, harder cheeses has less lactose in. So if you are slightly lactose intolerant, then go for the harder cheeses. There are some hard cheese that have no lactose in them whatsoever. So... Uh, and then also goat and sheep cheeses can also be more lactose, kind of easier on people. So if you do have any kind of allergens, don't kind of think you can't have everything. Um, and just small, little amounts, little and often. One of my great aunts once said to me about anything in life, little and often is what you need. So shop from a specialist shop like ours. doesn't have to be ours. Wherever you are in the world, shop locally. Buy the local cheese, the local wine, the local bread. And you can guarantee that all three things will go together. They'll all taste amazing and you'll just have a really good evening. Um, so, so yeah, support local small businesses, buy what you need, but buy regularly. Fantastic. Great, great advice. And is there anything else you'd like to say to, to finish on? No, I don't think so. Other than just, yeah, I mean, just go out there and experiment, find new things, find new cheeses. If people find a new cheese that we should have, let us know because I'm always open to to making a little spot in our cheese counter to, to wiggle something in if someone's got something that's amazing that we can add to it. Um, 
And, and yeah, just come and find us in Cranbourne and say hello. We don't mind people that just come in. They don't want to buy anything. They just want to come and say hi. Yeah. That makes our day. That's brilliant. Well, and I have to say, your cheese counter is a thing of absolute beauty. So uh, I would highly recommend it. <laughs> Thank you very it. much. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, so, and so just to end on, so where can people find out more about you, uh, follow what you're doing, get in touch if they want to, uh, give, give people some details where they can get in touch for you? Um, so if you just Google cheese, etc., uh, we are um, that's us online. So our website is cheese-etc. So etc.co.uk. Uh, we send cheese all over the country, so we're not just kind of local, um, but we also deliver for free locally. So if you are in Newbury, Reading, Caversham, Thatcham, anywhere around here, there's no minimum order and no delivery charge. So literally, you can order 100 grams of cheese, and we'll drop it off at your door. That's not a problem for us whatsoever. Um, but yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, all the usual kind of places. Um, but the best thing by far is if you're in the area, coming down and into Pangborn and say hello and see us. Because as you say, you know, our cheese counter, people come in and they do go wow and it does look good. And um, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, and you should be, you should be. And also I would highly recommend the, uh, the, the, the cheese uh, tasting uh, evenings as well. Um, that is a really, really great, uh, great occasion. You get to taste some great cheeses, um, drink some nice accompanying uh, wines if you're that way inclined as well. And also, uh, you know, uh, Jen and and Ali also talk through uh, a bit about their story and a bit about um, the history of cheese and give you lots of information about the cheeses that you are consuming. And then you get to get to potentially buy what you've tried afterwards as well. So it's a great, it's a great evening. I really, really love that. So, um, so yeah, there you go. Happy to endorse that 100 perfect thank you very much awesome well thanks for coming on people with purpose it's been it's been great to catch up yeah great thank you very much and yeah thanks for inviting me we've had a really good chat thanks for listening to people with purpose i hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review uh, tell all your friends and if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of people with purpose just get in touch all the details from the show notes. Thanks. Bye.